Morning, crew. Fuck Louie. Fuck you, dog. Zoe Buckman, G. Hey, Buckman. Zoe. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. See you. Good to see you, Nicole. Todd, really good to see you, Todd. Plugged in here, see how this works. Are you good, my baby? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Good. All right. Uh, Brian, good to see you. Laura Kaufman, glad you're here with us. Barbara, always good to see you. Trisha, good to see you tuned in. Trisha, I can recognize your roof anywhere now. Chandler, glad you're here with us, tuning in. Getting this live on Facebook. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Morning. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving and shaking. Morning. Oh, yeah. Beautiful people here. People here. The bell. The bell. bell. Glad to see you. Come on, Zoe. You got to show us some moves. Set 70s. All right. All right. 70s Bollywood in the house. All right. <laughs> Great to see you. Oh, so good to see you guys. Bryn, I see that little smirk on your face. Yeah. You're like a cute little kitty cat. <laughs> Man, and Dr. Louis Prabhu's puppy dog, he is chin chilling. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Look at that love. Oh, man. He's so happy. He's feeling so much shelter from Dr. Louis. May we all feel that shelter from our higher power. Feel that pat on our head. Feel those strokes. It's okay, children. It's okay. You're going to be all right in the world. I promise. I got you. I promise. May we feel that love, that shelter. How you doing today, Doyle? Doing all right. It's good to see you. Good to hear your voice. Good to experience your love. Glad to be with you. How about yourself? I'm doing good, yeah. Mm. Let's go ahead, let, let's kick it off before we get into it. Let's just start in three, two, one. We're live from New York. This is the Prayer Revolution. My name is Doyal, and I'm here with a good friend, Vera. And this is our daily prayer podcast every morning, the last 90 plus days. We've been saying a prayer together and discussing that mood of prayer in our daily lives. And we're so glad to be here with our live Zoom audience as well as our live Facebook streaming audience. And uh, we're happy to have all you listen out there in podcast land if you're tuning into our recording. Uh, we're grateful to be here, grateful to be with you. And uh, now I wanna ask how are you doing, Beer? I'm doing good, man. You know what? I got my flashcards. You inspired me yesterday. And uh, 
got my flashcards and just gonna, you know, what I was doing in the past is I would write down a verse like once a week, I'd write down a verse and then I would just spend, you know, a few minutes with that verse every day, reciting it, repeating it, closing my eyes, you know, connecting life to it, just kind of integrating it into my, into my, uh, my inner world. And so thank you for that, Doral. Thank you. Welcome. Yesterday, Veer was, was, was inspiring us with his prayer and his meditations and his sharings. And uh, at the end of it, we decided that uh, we would start a, a verse learning group. And so our good friend, Aditiji, uh, volunteered to be the coordinator. And people have been reaching out to her. If you want to get on a, we started a WhatsApp group. And then we don't know the, the format of it exactly, but we'll have something where we connect regularly to learn verses together that they, those verses can be our companions that, you know, we want to, when I'm, when I'm got a few free minutes, I got five minutes, I got 10 minutes, I'm waiting in line or I'm waiting for dinner to come or waiting for a friend to show up or I'm the first person in the zoom group to show up. And uh, rather than just like checking my emails or scrolling through Instagram or counting the ceiling tiles or whatever it is, I can, I can pull up a verse that I have saved somewhere on my phone or in a flashcard and just recite these, these quotes from sacred literature that they can kind of get ingrained in our memory and they become friends, they become companions and they start to kind of like, um, they start to uh, wash over our consciousness, become pillars that we lean on during times of uncertainty or during times of doubt or question that we actually, they'll, they'll appear to us in times of need. So. So we've been all, we've, you, you inspired that journey for us here. If somebody, Nicole saying, I'd like to join Zoe. I want in the WhatsApp group. Trisha's I'm in, let me know what to do. Aditi G, Aditi G is our, our coordinator for this group. And so I don't know if you want to put your contact info again, Aditi, or you can let people know. But uh, if you know Aditi at all, she's on our chat right now. You can even send her a private chat if you want right now. She's our coordinator and she's organizing. So uh, we'd love to have all you guys in there. So that's it. So you got your flashcards here. What, got my what, flashcards. What do you, what you've been flashing? Um, well, my flashcards are blank, but I got it. <laughs> that's the first step. You know, I posted yesterday that just for today, I will celebrate the small victories. And that's a small victory. So I celebrate, totally. I celebrate you in that endeavor. Yeah, totally. I, I love I love the idea of celebrating small victories. I love that. And, and I think that we could so easily just, you know, yeah, we could look past all the amazing things that we do for ourselves every single day. And, and I know, you know, everybody on here is doing something steadily every single day, taking care of their families, going, showing up to work, going, you know, praying, meditating, you know, eating meals, breathing, living life, whatever it is, acts of service. There's so many things, petting their little puppet dog, giving them lots of love and affection. There's so many things that we can celebrate, you know, just in, in, in our own, the way we're showing up to, to life every single day. And they're little, oftentimes, just making your bed, making your bed. And a lot of people don't make their bed, you know? I haven't made my bed since April. <laughs> yeah, making our bed, washing the dishes, you know? Feeding the horse, you know? Whatever it may be, right? Going for that walk, whatever that is, that yoga class, that medit, whatever it is. What's, so, what's that phrase? How you do anything is how you do everything. How you do want something is how you do everything. How you do something is how you do everything. Yeah. 
There you go. So celebration. Yes. Okay. So let's let's dive in. Let's dive into prayer. Do you, would 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 you like to lead us in prayer today? Here, I'm just I tuned in to listen to you. So I I want I want to hear your voice. Okay. And uh, Isa, she'll let us know when she's ready. She can she can give us a heads up beforehand, so we're not oh, putting her on the spot. Isa, Isa, Isabel said she would lead us someday. Hi. Hey, yeah. Isabel. I'm, hi. I'm happy to do it tomorrow if you want. All right. Oh, there you great. go. Isabel's I'm, I'm on. <laughs> Isabel is on deck for tomorrow. We got you. Put her on the deck. Great. Thank amazing, you. Amazing, amazing, Isabel. Looking forward, looking forward to hearing your heart. Thank you. Okay. Okay, let's let's close our eyes. Let's take a few moments to reconnect. Pause whatever you're doing right now and we're just entering into a state of being. Trusting, trusting that life is unfolding perfectly. We don't have to control it, but it's unfolding perfectly. A perfect journey taking us back home day by day, moment by moment, step by step. We're on a journey back home, a journey of spiritual awakening, a journey of realizing truth, realizing who we are, realizing where we come from, realizing what takes place when the body perishes, where our eternal home is. We're realizing all these things. Let's trust that. Let's trust that. Any one of us right now, that you know, every one of us, that we're, we're on this journey. We're on this journey. Let's trust that. Now, as we're on this journey, we're, we're, we're on this sojourn in this world, material world. What is it today on this journey that you're calling in? What is it that you need support with? Or what is it that you want to celebrate more of? What is it that you want to increase in your life? Calling in that intention. Intention is so powerful. When we have clear intention and we let our, our life filter through it, living life on purpose, taking responsibility for our life, recognizing that in this journey in the material world that, that we're the source of the pleasures and the pains because they originate in our consciousness. They originate, either we're giving into our mind, accepting and rejecting so many things, or we're surrendering to life unfolding and we're finding blessings and we're finding lessons and growth in every single thing that takes place. Taking that responsibility, calling in that intention, what is it that you're wanting more of in your life? What are those qualities you're looking to connect with more deeply? and stating them in present tense. If you're seeking gratitude, I am grateful. If you're seeking forgiveness, I have forgiven. Whatever that quality is, stating it as it already exists right now. You're invoking it right now. My Lord, today, let us celebrate can be so easy to come into a passionate mode of consciousness where life is always a step ahead. Fulfillment, happiness, gratitude is always a day away. It's always in just the things that we do. It's so fleeting. And that even when we do accomplish things, we're on to the next thing. 
doesn't actually satisfy. We're immediately thinking about what's next. We're immediately thinking about another area that we're lacking, that needs improvement. We can live a life that's actually just so hard on ourselves. There's a gentleness, like a father or mother for their child who's learning how to crawl, who's learning how to walk, who's learning how to speak, who's learning everything and could somehow be perceived as making mistakes, tumbling over or crying when they get stuck in their crawling or getting frustrated when they can't find the words for what they're trying to communicate. But a loving mother and father, there's no judgment. There's appreciation, there's encouragement, there's acceptance, there's celebration for the attempt to grow for the attempt to awaken, the attempt to transform our consciousness. We're all little children in this world, my Lord. And along the way, we will stumble, we will fall, we will make mistakes. We will forget how to respond with love, compassion, and grace. We'll fall into old patterns, into negative ways of thinking and acting in this world. Let us remember that we are children too. And let us remember that you're smiling and celebrating just our attempt to transform. Just the sincere attempt to grow, to be better for ourselves, for the people around us, and for you. So let us celebrate that today. Let us feel your love for us. Let us feel that warmth, that embrace, that care, that compassion, that motherly and fatherly unconditional love. It's not in something that we are doing, but it's just in who we are, sincerely attempting to awaken, sincerely attempting to be better. That sincere attempt that's worthy of celebration eternally. So let us celebrate this morning. Let us feel that celebration of our beloved Lord smiling down on all of us each and every one of us that are just trying our best. We're just trying our best. And that's all we can do to keep trying our best. Let that be celebrated in itself. So grateful for you, my Lord. I pray that everyone in the world can feel that, that love and compassion a little bit more in their life. And knowing that it starts with us, any change that we're hoping to see in the world around us starts with us, starts with ourselves. So let's bring that gentleness. Let's bring that love, that compassion. Let's bring it a little bit more into our life today, celebrating our sincere attempt to grow and to transform and awaken spiritually. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you, Veer. Thank you, Donna.
It's like everyone's coming out of like a hibernation. Mm. Like yeah, there, mm. yeah, please. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dora. No, I was just saying it's like waking up from like a long shavasana or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there really is an internal universe. There really is a universe inside. Yeah. And, and we, you know, I feel it too. I feel it collectively when, when we're together that we really support each other to walk through that door and to, to actually really to go inside. You know, that it's sometimes it can feel like something that is amorphous or it's too subtle to actually experience. But it's more real and more true, more palpable than anything externally. You know, it's just that we're, we're, we're conditioned to an external life. We're conditioned to the solutions and the hopes and the dreams that we have being in the external world and so I, I yeah i feel that and it's it's so powerful and and i'm so conditioned to you know to spend my my life my thinking and and my actions suspended externally i'm so conditioned to that and there's just a whole universe that's unexplored you know within our hearts and our consciousness and we sit down, you know, we pray for, for a few minutes, you know, sometimes more, sometimes less. We can live our life from that place. I was reading, uh, there's a, a spiritual teacher. He's a disciple of Paramahamsa Yogananda or a, a student of his. And, and uh, also, you know, very favorable toward bhakti and very universal in his, his spiritual outlook. And... His name's Michael Singer, and he has a he has a, a temple. It's called the Temple of the Universe in um, in Alachua. And I was reading his biography. I'm always interested in, in different people, and their biographies, and it's just I, I love stories, and I you know love hearing people's experiences. And he he said you know he was sitting down with his brother-in-law, and or it was his girlfriend's uh, brother. And they were having a conversation in his living room and he became aware that he became very hyper aware of his mind and very um, observant. Like he was no longer just thinking and totally just like in, in the thinking mind and then, you know, acting based on the thoughts. He was completely separated from his thoughts and he was watching them and he was like, whoa. And it was, it, it completely changed his life. That moment on, he had this acute awareness of his thoughts and, and him being separate from his thoughts. And a little bit later in, in, in the story, he, he starts practicing Zen uh, Buddhist meditation. And that becomes like a foundational practice for him to go within. And he was sitting in silence. He went on a camping trip with his friends and he, he just asked for some alone time and and he had set uh, intention that he wasn't going to get up until the voice stopped. He was going to sit in meditation until the, you know, until he kind of came to that place where the the mind was quiet. And and so he's sitting down to meditate, and 
And he's meditating on his breath and he's meditating on the sensations that he's feeling inside his body. And he comes to this place where he comes to a place in his meditation where the mind is no longer narrating. There's no narration. And he goes through waves and waves and waves of kind of coming to a little, little place of stillness, a little place of feeling the mind kind of ease. And then he would notice that his mind would start to comment again on the experience and, and how blissful the experience was. And, and, uh, and, and so then he would, you know, then he would go, he's like, okay, you know, let, let's go deeper. And then at a certain point, he heard a voice inside that said, do you really want, do you really want to, you know, achieve enlightenment? Do you really want to experience? Doya, I don't know if you can mute the, I think somebody's thing came unmuted. You just got to unmute yourself here. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, so sharing all of that, you know, sharing all of that, to, you know, yes. And so as he's going in, he's, he's realizing that he comes to a place of complete inner satisfaction. Complete, just, just there's not, there, there's no, there's no mind anymore. There's no, there's no him anymore. There's, he doesn't know where he is, who he is, what he is. The voice is completely stopped. He's just in complete rapturous presence. The voice is completely stopped. I've experienced that for like a millisecond in my life, you know, like a couple seconds, you know? And uh, yeah, Bhaja Bhakti Yoga. Yeah, yeah Casey's, you, you got it. So Untethered Soul, that's one book. And the other one that is called Surrender Experiment, which is his biography. And, and, and then he comes into this internal place where everything that he was looking for in his life He's found it. He's found it. And everything that he was looking for in his life, he's found that he's beginning to, and the Bhagavad Gita Krishna says, as one moves beyond the mind, the super soul is reached. That there's a connection that when the mind ceases to narrate and ceases to, you know, con there's this constant energy that it's putting pressure on us to accept things, reject things, like things, not like things, comment on things, have problems with things, like people, hate people. It's constantly going through this this intense uh, internal dialogue that when we have moved beyond the mind, that our soul and super soul, that that's what's beyond that chatter. That's what's beyond that constant energy of the mind. And so I don't know exactly what he was experiencing, but he shares in his book that he, you know, he comes into a state of real inner bliss and, and, and fulfillment. And I was thinking about my own meditation practice and a lot of us, I know meditate that are that are on here and that you know how often do i sit down to meditate and i and i kind of sit down with the intention you know like or ever have i ever sat down with the intention have i ever given myself a couple of hours or you know a day a half a day even three of yeah. even whatever and just say i'm not getting up until i really hear this mantra till i really allow myself to hear this mantra, I'm not going to get up, you know, and how, how many things in my life do I pursue day after day, after day, after week, after week, after year, after year, where there's a, there's a, a real, you know, whether it's career or it's a partnership or it's whatever it is, how many things do I pursue externally my whole life? I pursue them. 
I'm giving energy. I'm giving a tremendous amount of energy to my whole life. But when it comes to this internal world, this internal universe, which makes or breaks our experience of life, which either makes it heaven or makes it hell. When it comes to actually investing there, going in deeply, exploring there, how much time am I dedicating to that? You know, and how much intention am I bringing around that? So as we're you know, talking today about celebrating and as we're talking today about, you know, yeah, just, just being able to recognize, you know, the, the opportunity that's there for us, celebrating the, the few minutes that we were in meditation, that we were in prayer just now and coming out of it. And it's like, whoa, like, man, it's like a little mini vacation, you know? It's like, whoa, even when I go, I could, there's times where I've gone to the most beautiful places in the world and still suffered, you know? I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but, you know, yeah, right. Like being in the most beautiful place ever. And I'm like, oh, dang, I brought my mind with me. Well, forgot to, forgot to leave that, that dude back in New York. It'd be great if they could just scan that at like security and the airport. Like you walk through, it's like beep, beep, beep. Oh, you brought your mind. Sir, sorry, your mind cannot come on this plane. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. And, and so, yeah, you know, just tying it all back in. We're, we experience that when we go into prayer. We experience it for a few minutes. It's available to us. I mean, we could literally, and this is what yoga is. Yoga is experiencing the self. Yoga is reconnecting to the self and reconnecting to God. You know, that, that when we reconnect to ourself, naturally all that we seek and everything that we do in our life is God. We seek God in everything and everyone, every, every experience of our life. And that that's an internal universe that exists that's untainted. It's not, it's not something we have to fabricate or build, but it's something that, you know, by going in, by quieting the mind, by being with the holy names of God, by being deep in our meditation practice, reconnecting to the divine, that that unfolds, that unawakens, that mirror is cleansed so we can have that, can have that internal experience. And when we connect with it profoundly, then there's no going back. We connect with it more and more as we come, we will come to a tipping point where you can't return. It's, um, it's like Fiji water. <laughs> we need an analogy for that. Come on, DG. Well, it's like you, you like everyone, like Fiji water is like the most coveted, like bottled water. It's like pure and like they're on their bottles. I mean, it's like, you know, deep beneath the coral coast and like the island of Fiji, like underneath, there's like this reservoir of water that's been like untouched by modern pollution where they go deep in to gather this water, which is like the purest water on the earth and they harvest it and bottle it and sell it, you know, globally. And so it's kind of like, you were talking about that inner universe. It's like, there's this place like deep beneath the gunk that we've accumulated, like the sum scars and the identities and the, Mm. And all the, the junk that our mind just gets just subjected to, all the, all the commercial tunes and all the TV shows and all the insults and all the gossip and all of the judgments and all of the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's like deep beneath all of that, there's like this pure consciousness that's been untainted by material energy that's beneath and beyond all of that. And it's like the journey of yoga is, is to come underneath and to really, really mm. swim in that energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like Fiji water love it DG I love it yeah you always bring in the best analogies off the spot we need, we need a book a book of analogies by Doyal Goranga and Krishna says that he's the taste of water 
he probably yeah. met, he probably met Fiji water. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm pretty sure if you look deep in the purports of that, you may find a reference to Fiji water. Yeah, it's amazing. Pankaj, when we chant God's names, purification of the heart happens. Yeah, it's, it's strangely beautiful. So it's such a beautiful analogy, DG. I love it. And, and that that's, you know, we get a little glimpse of that. We get a little glimpse of that. And and, and, you know, it's like yesterday we we're talking about, you know, how can we fill the gaps in our life? How can we fill the gaps with God consciousness, which, which basically as we fill the gaps, you know, we're filling the gaps with going internal, right? We're, 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 going, ex we're going external, we're going external, we're going external. We're like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. God's will is unfolding, you know? I'm observing this, I'm pausing, I'm observing life unfolding. I'm observing my emotions and the fluctuations. I'm, I'm observing my thoughts. I'm observing my mind bouncing around like a monkey. And I pause and I go inside. I'm going inside. I'm saying, my Lord, make me an instrument of your grace. Make me an instrument of your will. My Lord, help me to see you in everything that I do. We're pausing to go inside to touch God, to touch our soul. It's like when you're, you know, it's like playing tag. You've got the bass, right? You go, boom, you touch the bass, you know? you're safe you know we're, we're going in and touching tagging that connecting to god connecting to ourselves, and you know more that we're doing that we actually create that internal life the more that we really do that and i noticed for myself dan and i were talking about it last night we're reading a beautiful book together right now it's uh, called japa which we've mentioned on here a few times japa yeah, one of my favorite books yeah mine too read it a few times by by burijan das and you know, and, and he's just saying, hey, the mind's going to present so many ideas. It's going to present so many ideas for pleasure. So that's, that's what it's constantly doing. How to avoid pain and how to find pleasure. That's the whole thing is based off those two principles of our mind. I, that, oh, that's based on my past, based on my conditioning. Oh, when I see that car, it reminds me of my ex. And no, now I'm feeling pleasure. Avoid all red Mustangs at all costs, you know, avoid, you know whatever it is, right? Whatever those things are, we're basing it off our past condition. We're not basing it off of truth. And so, so, you know, actually, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, how to, how, to base it, how to base it off of our connection with God, how to base it off of, and, and so the mind is presenting all these different ideas that are, that are supposedly gonna bring us fulfillment and happiness, you know? But what, what we're being guided to do is to actually neglect the mind. We're being guided to do that. The yogic teachings are saying, don't listen to your mind. It's all good. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're, not, you're not, you know, beating your mind up or making it wrong. Just don't listen to it. Don't give it the reins of your life. Yeah, I was, I was listening to, I, I saw something pop up on, on the internet the other day. Uh, it said that, um, don't accept criticism from someone that you wouldn't go to for advice. Right. <laughs> and so, you know so what I mean? The mind. So it's like, it's like the mind, you know what I mean? It's like, who said that my mind is someone to listen to? You know right. I mean? That like, crazy roommate who, if it was a person, you would not yeah. be caught dead with. And you know what I mean? And so like, we care so like we get a little criticism or we get some judgment or something you know, from people, but it's like, are those people, like, what, if I wouldn't go to this person for advice, why am I accepting their criticism? You yeah. Know? And it's like, my mind is not a person that like, I really should be going to for advice. 
you know, but I accept it's, except it's judgments and it's pushing. You know what I mean? Like, like if I, if like, if I want to seek, if I, if I need advice, my mind's driving me crazy. I go to a friend or I go to a mentor, I go to a teacher. I'm not going to be like, okay, mind, like you and me, we're going to figure this out. So why do I give it so much credence? It's judgments on me or my, um, yeah, my pushes, mm-hmm. et cetera. So it's like learning how to like, let that voice and sometimes the voice of the mind just needs to come needs to go like we're not gonna ever like get rid of our mind we can just let it come and let it go like like a noisy siren and you ever have ever like if you're in new york city this happens a lot of them track to other places you're on the phone with somebody and like a massive siren is coming up mm-hmm. you know it's like okay sorry and everyone just needs to stop talking it's like okay hold on i'll wait for it to pass and then it passes and you're like okay you continue the conversation the mind is like that the mind is like getting loud, like this big stuff. So hold a second, my mind's going a little nuts. Let me just wait for it to pass. Just let your let your rowdy mind just pass, move on, and then like proceed, proceed with, with sanity. Right. You know, and then that's that's the that's what we're coming to. This whole thing, the whole we're 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 wrapping it up right now. We're wrapping it up. The whole thing we're saying is that internal world is beautiful. That internal world is beautiful. And either we're giving in, like you know, DJ, you're 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 giving us, you know, that a clear way to see either we're given into that, you know, let's just, let's just say this, let's give the premise. Let's not take advice from, from that crazy roommate, AKA your mind. Let's not take advice from, from, let's not take face value. Let's, especially when we're sitting down to meditate, especially when we're sitting down to pray and in life in general, life in general. And so that, you know, we have the opportunity to go internal and that means I'm going to neglect my mind. That's a part of it. And there's different ways that we could look at that. There's different ways that we could, there are practices of how to actually move beyond the mind. And they can be a little different for each person. And at the same time, you know, and at the same time that if I want to touch God, if I want to go internal, it means that I'm letting go of all the the gossip and letting go of all those narrations and letting go of my mind. I'm grabbing onto the lotus feet of the Lord through the holy name, grabbing onto that, that prayer co- through connection with God. Don't listen to the crazy roommate of the mind. And if you have a physical crazy roommate, I suggest considering moving. <laughs> do what you got to do. Put yourself in good association and recognize that that starts with your mind. So how do I make my mind good association? That's sitting Martha, down. Yeah. That's what Martha's saying. What if instead of neglecting our mind, we selectively we feed our thoughts with the beauty within us, be mindful, be aware to the charge of our mind. So we can actually change the nature of our mind. We can renegotiate the relationship with our mind. That's Absolutely. It's a whole other yeah. topic. Absolutely. There's going, let's go into the garden. Let's pull up all that junk, those limiting beliefs, those falsities, those untruths. Let's do that. And Fair at the out. same time, and at the same time, let's, uh, yeah, let's focus on that beautiful creeper of love of God. That's what we want to, that's what we want to nourish. When we sit down to meditate, you know, we're, we're sitting down to hear God's names, not to hear the narration of our mind. You know, so it takes, that, it takes that strong intention. Otherwise, we're, just, we're all just listening to our mind all day long. And it's creating all these feelings inside. And those feelings are moving us into actions. And so, so let's, uh, let's pause. Let's fill those gaps with our spiritual practices like we were talking about yesterday. And uh, Beautiful. Yeah. 
Love you, Vera. Love all you guys out there. Thanks so much for tuning in, for being with us. We're super, super grateful to see you every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here every day, 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Thank you for tuning in. And a uh, reminder, today, this week's The Countdown. What, today's, Thursday? today's Thursday? Today's Thursday, yeah. Today's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. On Saturday, Saturday is the one-day retreat with Ranaswami, Raghunath, Yogi Charu, Janavi, and Jagadid Hari. If you haven't signed up or got your ticket yet, please go to buckcenter.org slash online. Tell your friends. It's going to be a full-packed online day of sangha, nourishment, asana, meditation, wisdom, questions and answers, connection via the interweb. So we'd love to see you there. So please check it out. It's this Saturday from 7.15 all the way to like 4.30 or something like that, Eastern time. So wherever you are in the world, please tune in. Tell your friends. Let us... Um, and uh, join us. It's going to be an awesome day. We'll let you know today. We'll remind you tomorrow. And, um, and then we will see you all again tomorrow. Please join us soon. We love you guys. Take care. Have a beautiful day, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.